2: Super easy, distributes our podcast to many, many different platforms. There's creation tools to allow you to record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. Check out anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app to get started. What's up, Paddle and fin listeners? This is your host, Brian, from The OG Show. Just wanted to make you guys aware of Jackson oars second annual catch and release charity tournament. Uh, that's KATCH Kayak Anglers Together can help. This takes place September 13th, 14th, and 15th. It's an online event nationwide. Starts Friday at 6 a.m. goes till Sunday at 7 p.m. Entry fees $20. Tourney X has waived the fees. You can sign up on Tourney X. Doesn't matter if you're a good angler. An experienced angler, new angler to the kayak fishing tournament world. So let's all get together and help Jackson out, get this organized. Your hosts at Paddle and Finn have all come together and we've decided any proceeds that we get from selling t-shirts, hoodies, long sleeves, things like that at the paddle, the letter N, and finn.com, go to the store tab, you buy any stuff, we're going to take the proceeds from that donate it to the charity portion for jackson's event Um, that's something we wanted to do to help jackson give back to some great organizations so get signed up guys jackson's trying to reach 100 anglers i think it's an easy way for us to achieve even if you can't fish it it's 20 bucks guys let's help out what's up boys and girls just wanted to take a quick minute to talk to you about the paddle and fin gear if you haven't seen it yet, go to Paddle, the letter N in fin.com. Go click that store tab at the top. Check out the store. We got tons of t-shirt designs, long sleeves, hoodies, phone cases, you name it, it's on there. Give it a gander. Just want to take a brief moment to give a little shout-out to our show sponsors. Rocktown Adventures. For all your outdoor adventure needs, visit rocktownadventures.com. Loveland Canoe and Kayak, if you're in the Ohio area, go check them out at loveland.com canoe.com hammered lures our man eric richards making some pretty epic baits you can check out his store at hammered dot coyote sunglasses get your floating glasses for the next adventure out on the water they float they're polarized all different styles to fit your pretty little face fish mob lures my man jay randall making buzz baits Spinner baits, you name it, he's got a whole array of things. And if it isn't listed on the Facebook page, shoot him a message. Maybe he can make it up for you. Southern Lake Co., awesome apparel, you guys. Uh, Check out southernlakecompany.com. And our newest sponsor, TRC Covers. Protect your investment. Wrap your rods, your reels. They got custom colors, logos, you name it, they got it. Go check out trccovers.com. Hello and welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast. I'm Brian, and I'm Jay. And tonight, you guys, and we I'm are Jake. yeah, we got Jake Jake Traba on the phone. We got an epic guest. He's from California. Uh, he's kicking butt out there, not only in a kayak but in the big boat, uh, fishing the co angler side of the FLW tour out out west. And then in his spare time, he's out chasing other little fishies in the big ocean. So we're going to talk a little bit of all that stuff tonight. So, Jake, welcome to the show, man. Uh, We're happy to have you tonight. And uh, uh, with all our guests, man, we always start off how you got into fishing and uh, kayak fishing.
1: Yeah, first of all, I appreciate you having me on.
2: Absolutely, man.
1: Uh, I guess it all started... fishing started back when i was a kid you know my dad like most people to have their dad took him out and i started trout fishing and you know, all that freshwater stuff and then uh eventually grew from there i didn't really i didn't actually start tournament fishing until uh i think well really it was like two years ago when i moved back to california okay so that's when all the FOW stuff started and all I just decided to jump into it. But before that I was in uh, I was in Hawaii. So I did four years in Hawaii. I'm in the coast guard so that's why I didn't travel around so much. Oh, okay, cool. But um yeah, yeah. So I did a lot of a lot of tours in different states, I was in Florida for a little while and North Carolina. But uh last tour was in Hawaii and that's when I really got into the kayak thing. But so that was all saltwater kayak fishing. So okay. so there, all the saltwater saltwater stuff there, you can paddle off the beach a mile or so, and you're in 1,000 feet of water. So you can catch marlin and big tuna and stuff like that on the kayak. That's crazy. So that's where all that started. Yeah,
3: it's, it's fun. It's a blast out there. Enter the food chain.
2: Man, I, yeah, I was going to say, like, like, yeah. I think 100 feet of water yeah, gotta, is deep, and then, you, and then you're talking 1,000 uh, feet. That's nuts.
1: Yep. Yeah, it'll it'll drop from, like, 200-foot ledge and then straight down to 1,000 feet. That's crazy.
2: That's nuts. You
1: never know what you're going to catch. That's the fun part about it. <sighs> but uh, yeah, I got a picture of me holding up a big tuna, probably about a 70-80-pound tuna, but it's got a huge bite mark out of its belly. <laughs> and the big shark came and got it.
2: That's crazy. So how yeah. do you even, like, pull an 80-pound fish in your kayak? Like, I've always wondered about that. Like a sleigh ride.
1: What's that? But uh, yeah, it's like a sleigh ride for one. Yeah. When you hook into them, you just kind of it's just going for it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, once you get them up to the side of the boat, you know, usually you can't pull them in too quick, just because you don't want them to be all all excited. Right. But uh, once you get them next to the side of the boat, you um, out there they have this thing called a kage. It with it. It's like a spear and you grab the spear and you try to hit him right in the head and you know try to kill him right on the spot before you try and pull him in. And then once you get him in, you just put both your legs in the water and just kind of balance yourself and then lean into the fish and pull at the same time. Yeah, nice. It's I mean, it's not easy, but it's definitely doable. Sounds great.
2: Yeah, well, sometimes... <laughs> you know,
1: it's a blast. <laughs> if you guys can ever get out and do it, it's, it's a whole lot of fun
2: it's crazy you go man out and
1: catch live bait which is live mackerel and they're about 8 to 12 inches long and you just slow troll them around all day
2: that's huh. nuts yeah, it's <laughs> it's crazy man like i've fished all over the country man like coast to coast mm-hmm. and i've never fished in the ocean never i've swam in the ocean never fished it ever ever it, it's fun
1: It's definitely fun
2: man it definitely intrigues that's
1: me it's yeah it's fun just because you never know what you're going to catch you know it's just usually when you go out on the lake you're like okay i'm targeting bass and maybe you catch a bluegill or maybe you catch you know i'm out there you guys got walleye and musky and all that but sure but like in the ocean you have like 100 different species that you can catch you know dropping on the same rock pile
2: that's nuts man well i know the big thing out there right is uh wing cod fishing right
1: in California, yeah, 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 yeah. I do I do that quite a bit. I, I uh, so that's where I, I was kayaking in Hawaii, and that's where I got into the kayak. And then once I moved out to California, I bought another Hobie kayak, and that's when I started doing saltwater stuff. And then uh, once I got more into that, then I started realizing that there's kayak bass fishing tournaments, and then I that's when I started fishing those.
2: That's cool, so man. Yeah, and kayaking
1: I know- in, in the ocean here.
2: Yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead, man. Finish what you were saying, man.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, the saltwater, you know, the, around here you go for wing cod and, and uh, rockfish on a kayak, and then you can go out and troll for salmon. Trolling for salmon is a lot of fun on the kayak. That's cool.
3: Yeah, they can do that yeah. in the yeah. harbors out by us. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can go out
1: on the Great Lake. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a, too from what I saw I some saw videos.
2: Yeah, there's a there's a big sam, uh, kayak salmon tournament this weekend uh, on Lake Michigan up in Manitowoc Harbor. Um, I I just saw uh, one of our hosts, Susie Roloff. She's heading up there. She's running that tournament, and uh, there's some big big kings being caught because they're starting to run in for the spawn. So uh, hopefully she has a good time, and I'm sure we'll hear about that. So. But, um,
1: yeah, that'll be, that'll be a blast.
2: Yeah, man. Uh, we got, we got big, big kings, uh, cohos, and then, uh, brown trout, steelhead, and some lake trout out in Lake Michigan. So, yeah, that's
1: Good. pretty much, that's pretty much going in the ocean, though.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know,
1: so you say you never really fish the saltwater, but you fish those big lakes. That's pretty much fishing in saltwater,
2: yeah, pretty much. We call it the big pond out here you know but yeah. uh you guys have the supersized pond out there <laughs> <Yeah>. but <laughs>
1: yeah. you know yeah. the, re- the re- really relentless one
2: yeah right 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 so you know you you found kayak bass fishing um you started fishing that when when what year did you start fishing uh the kayak bass tournaments 19, 19 so 17
1: 17
2: okay yeah
1: yeah, I think that's when
2: I... Yep, yeah, that was the first year. And uh, were you just fishing the year? No, it might have, been,
1: might have been 18. Actually, 18 was my first, first year, last year.
2: Okay, and that was the year you won the Open on Clear Lake, correct?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I fished as much as I could. You know, I signed up for all the tournaments that I possibly could and just to give it a shot, and, and it ended up working out. I mean, I... I had a lot of bad tournaments too, you know, everybody always sees the good ones, but, but, yeah, it, it was all just learning, I, I just keep learning every time I go out, so it's getting, getting fun.
2: That's cool, man. So, are you mainly... Yeah, so many
1: different ways you can fish.
2: Yeah, right, right, Well, I know a lot of those lakes out there, they're pretty much like reservoirs, right? Pretty deep, pretty big, things like that?
1: Yeah, the majority are reservoirs, um, that, I mean, there's like the California Delta, which is just a big... You know, water Delta water. It's a tidal system that just constantly flows in and out all day. Right. Uh, so that that's completely different fishing than most of the other places. And then Clear Lake is like a big natural lake. There's no no dam to it. So okay. Uh, yeah, that was uh, fish is similar to a reservoir, but it also is, is a little different to than pretty much anything they're, they're all a little bit different you know every every lake you go to has just got something a
2: little different than the others that's so, cool man but that,
1: there's some awesome fish out
2: here yeah well i yeah, know blown you guys away by, by the fishing yeah you guys have have some huge huge fish out there i mean uh just monster largemouth i, I just know that from watching yep. youtube videos thanks tactical bassin and greg blanchard but uh you know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh so, so
1: you got old Greg Blanchard blowing up all the spots.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. Ah
3: yeah. <laughs> <So, laughs> uh, you just call out Greg
2: Blanch.
0: <laughs> That's,
3: <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah,
1: he's a he's a he's a cool dude. I was just hanging out with him clearly.
2: Oh nice, yeah. dude. Nice. So I mean, what what body of water would you consider like your home waters out there in California?
1: Uh, the Pacific Ocean. Yeah.
2: <laughs> like because I
1: live so close to it, so it's the most convenient, you know.
2: Sure, sure.
1: If I live if I live closer to lakes, I would I would be going to the lake more often. But the ocean's fifteen minutes
2: away, so. Oh, nice, dude. But um, other
1: than that, probably uh, Lake Berryessa. I
2: go okay. There quite a bit yeah right on man yeah
1: but other than that's mostly just the tournaments you know whenever i know i have a tournament coming up somewhere i'll have you know go there the week before or something sometimes and pre-fish or Very
2: that's, cool.
1: usually it's the way it goes i don't really have i can't say i have a home just because i fish so many tournaments it's all of them
2: yeah right 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 well i mean um are are you mainly fishing the Yakabass series out there, and then uh, KBF trail events as well?
1: That's it. Yeah, this Yakabass. Well, I was fishing. There's another one called Mother Kayak Anglers. Okay, I fished that one last year. That's another good circuit, and uh, KBF and uh, Yakabass. Yeah. Nice. Other than that, I, I do the big boat stuff, with FLW and Wild West.
2: Very cool, man. So, uh, did you get into the FLW side of? Th- things about the same same time you started kayak bass fishing as well
1: yep yeah, exactly the same uh that last year I just like i said i was i signed up for everything i could just wanted to jump into it and you know see if it was something i could do and you know ended up working out it was a, a good first year for sure and uh looks like i think probably next year i might be fishing mostly boat stuff
3: okay well if you don't mind me asking, yeah. like in the kayaks, side, how much did you uh, did you end up winning last year? Uh, probably close to fifteen thousand.
1: Damn, nice.
3: That's respectable. Wow.
1: Yeah, that no, was good. A good uh, the Clear Lake event there was a bigger was a big payout last year. It was, it was ten grand for first place. And uh. That
2: one, uh, that definitely helped. <clears throat> That's not bad. Yeah, man. And then on the boat side, yeah. man. Uh, go ahead. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, the boat side was, was definitely, definitely better.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: So I ended up winning two boats. Uh, so that was right around, uh, close to 60,000. And then, uh couple checks for a couple thousand i think and another one for angler of the year jesus uh, yeah, dude. That was, that was a lot of money
3: yeah <laughs> i i think you found your calling yeah <laughs> <laughs> like for, all you gotta do is wait for that contract to run out with the coast guard man you're in
1: <laughs> yeah that's, that was my biggest battle going into this this whole thing was just i'm starting to run out of time off for, for work and to out on an opportunities and tournaments, but I've already been in in the Coast Guard for twelve years, so I just feel like I need to try to finish it out.
2: Yeah,
3: right on. And you're like eight what eight years away from retirement. Yeah, yep. That's
1: crazy. <laughs> it's a tough man. situation, but I think I think it only makes
3: sense to stay in. Wow, that's impressive, man
2: yeah that's that's nuts man if you uh if you got an extra like lucky rabbit's foot and you want to mail it to me i'll take it
1: <laughs> no i can send you some baits
3: i'll touch them <laughs> yeah perfect <laughs> perfect you are you, gonna tether that to your best right yeah. You know oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah oh yeah
2: yeah <laughs> oh man that's crazy dude that yeah, is crazy
1: luckily it's it worked out i can't you know it blew me away too i i didn't expect anything close to that but it was a a crazy year
2: that's awesome dude so i mean let's talk about that last year you had just this crazy successful year and then going into this year um like i mean that's got to build up build up your mental game for sure um make you feeling good and comfortable fishing i mean do you think that uh, that was a good thing or a bad thing, like, going into tournament season this year?
1: Uh, I, I kind of wish it was, like, more spread out, you know? <laughs> Maybe like I won a couple more this year. It would have been, I don't know. I think I think it was just, like, you had the awesome, phenomenal year, and then you get back down, and next year you get the, kind of a mediocre year. So I guess it almost makes you feel, I don't know, kind of get out of place with it but i think it helps just because like i said it was my my first year really getting into it and i learned a lot through that year and then i think this year was a lot of me trying to use those tools that i learned the first year so
2: that's cool man
1: it's all learning yeah i'm still 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 learning and still learning when to use and when not to use stuff and
2: well i think that's just it'll, it'll it man. Just be yeah i think that's just it you know fishing is a never-ending learning game you know like you're constantly mm-hmm. learning every time you're on the water at least that's how i feel um and you know i'm i'm in the same boat as you started fishing with my dad when i was a kid and you know it just you know every time on the water i always try to take something home that i learned new on that outing i mean yeah. you you feel the same way jay
3: yeah <clears throat> yeah definitely i mean it's there's so much to learn out there on so many different types of fish and you know and I, like i didn't get into it but i mean i got some experience with the uh gulf you know or fishing in the gulf from land yeah you know with the tides and catching snook and jacks um using freshwater gear <laughs> you know sure like just <laughs> dis- discovering a whole new world and and i even had plans at one time to move to florida just because of that just be, i was like man i could just fish out here instead of in there <laughs> you know and get a whole yeah. bunch of fish yeah <clears throat> but yeah i mean it, it's so pretty amazing longer. yeah yeah there's a lot of opportunity for a lot of different stuff and it did it did kind of kindle like uh something i didn't know you know that was out there and you know so now there's a passion to one of these days get out there and spend some more time in the salt water and enter the food chain and catch fish <laughs> not get eaten by <laughs> you <know>? a shark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm so still, like, I just don't uh-huh. like the idea that there's some out there that can eat me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know? uh, there's, some, there's some big ones too. I was just out, I, I bought a little Zodiac, a uh, little 12 foot Zodiac. Yeah. That was my, my salt water boat now. And I've been running that thing up and down the coast, just getting rockfish and salmon. But I was heading out to the salmon ground, and I was like on my way there, and I just saw birds diving. But, you know, that that was, like, one of the biggest things I learned from saltwater water is just always looking around and being aware of what's going on around you because that's, you know, your opportunities to catch fish. Sure. But, um, yeah, I took took off out towards those birds, and I see the seal just flopping out of the water, just oh. getting <laughs> ragdolled. So, I, like, of course, I had to get a little closer to see what was going on. And I get yeah. a little closer, and I see the huge tail just slapping back and forth. That, 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 and I was like, oh, man, so course i had to get a little closer to see you know get a better view i get closer and then this seal just gets thrown completely out of the water and then i see the shark's head come out of the water and there's just blood everywhere it's like oh my god
2: oh man. <laughs> yeah was
1: like, probably like a 12 12 13 foot great white shark
2: yeah that's yeah. when i'm like yeah i need to go home and change my shorts <laughs> yeah. I, I was just gonna yeah. say i feel the same way every time i see
3: like Seals flying and bleeding everywhere. (laughs) I want to take a 12 foot boat and get closer. (laughs) That's (laughs) totally on the top of my mind. Yeah. What's going on over there? Like, you know,
1: call me sick or something. I don't know. You know, like
3: a great white, no less. Yeah. Like the. I mean, obviously, it was
2: occupied.
3: (laughs) It's like the fish, man. You know.
2: Well, hopefully, your boat isn't black. You know, I mean, it no, it's, it's gray, it's a, you know, a light gray, like a
1: light seal color. You know? Oh, man, yeah, yeah, he's,
2: <laughs> going right he's
1: like, just
3: draw some eyes on it, man. You're almost there, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. But if I ran away from it, I wouldn't have seen it, you know. It was like, it's the coolest, one of the coolest experiences I've seen on the water.
3: I'm sure it is. I it bet, is man, like,
2: that's yeah. that's intense, man. I remember as a kid, and I mean, this is totally off subject, but I was up in Maine. And I remember being out in a boat and seeing, uh, uh, uh what are those, uh, humpback whales, like up close in person? Oh, yeah. Just yep. swimming in the water, dude. That's something I'll never forget. And I was probably 10 years old, 11 years old. I'm 37 now, right. dude. And I remember it like it was yesterday. I mean, being that Does close that? to uh, a creature that big in the wild, I mean, that's. I don't know. There's Words just don't even describe it. But being up close to a shark while it's eating like that, I don't know, man. Like, I think it would yeah. be cool. I'd probably want to yeah. paddle closer, but at the same time, yeah. like, I know the wuss side of me would be like, yeah, we're going to shore as fast as yeah. possible. Let's get the hell out of here, you know? Like- <laughs> <laughs> I like, meet you there. Yeah. 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 Hey, you
1: guys go ahead. I'm gonna stay here. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's crazy, man. So here's a, here's an interesting. Did you, you get to smell smell the whale farts when you get that close? Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they, 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 they come up and they blow air. It smells yeah. so bad. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that
2: sounds great. Yeah, I'll pass
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's like 'cause out here, like the the salmon it's all like a big food chain you know the whales are around there they're eating all the krill yeah and then there's you know all the bait fish are eating the krill and the salmon are right below them so you you're out there and you got to troll like right around salmon or, i mean right around the whales like really close so <laughs> like you're saying up and close and personal that's that's pretty much the only way you're going to catch fish out here that's nuts dude maybe i don't
3: want yeah to and they, they come <laughs> up and they'll
1: you know they they just breach out of water and they'll be 20 30 feet away from you
2: that's nuts and that's got to send a wave mm-hmm. towards you right i mean that's a huge oh animal. yeah
1: no it'll it'll splash you for sure <laughs> that's crazy
2: i don't know man i think i'll stick to largemouth bass maybe a northern pike or something <laughs> once in a while muskie you know that's dangerous for us oh you're feeling <laughs> you know a little what? froggy <laughs> yeah you know what
3: new rule 25 inches and less coming in the boat. <laughs> no longer am I holding but, back northern pike. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you're out
1: here, they get over 20, 25 inches.
3: Oh, I know. Hard I enough. A, I have like a standing pull <laughs> out here because they just they're so nuts.
2: Yeah.
3: You know, and if you got a, like if you got any treble hooks on them and stuff, they're just so unpredictable. And every mm-hmm. now their hand ends up in their mouth, so. Yeah. It's a like
1: yeah. Like careful. I I got to go on a trip. I went to Lake Saint Clair for uh the Hobie event.
2: Yeah. The yeah, Hobie yeah. Event. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um so I was out there and I got to spend a week out there and fish, you know, US side and the Canada side. But one of my buddies that lives out there, he muskie fishes. So I got to go do that one day and, and uh we're and we throwing our arms off all day. I so sitting there trying to catch a muskie. Oh yeah. Then at the end of the day I had one I was cranking his bait back in I guess that he was telling me that the fish usually follow it and then they'll sit underneath the boat and wait for it to come back. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking that's what happened. I was cranking it back and this muskie just came out and just destroyed it. Nice. It was just all chaos broke broke free. Like it was, I was getting soaked, you know. He was getting soaked, and then the fish finally just broke the line. Oh
3: man. <laughs> yeah. Did you know that? 50, I was just. I was gonna say, did what? you know that 50% of your bites uh, while musky fishing come right inside of the boat?
1: Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, that was it was wild. I saw the whole thing happen, and then uh, yeah, he was just like, "Dude, that was crazy." That's nuts. <laughs> it was a pretty big. It was probably about fifty inches or something. He said, "I mean, I didn't know." That's crazy. Yeah, but he's just like that's me while why you're wild. saying how crazy they get.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They go berserk. You yeah. know, it's like pike and mm-hmm. muskie are very similar, and uh, what's it called muskie are a little harder to catch, but pike are just as nuts. You know, you gotta. If you're gonna keep them, you gotta conk them like right away, because <clears throat> they'll yeah, be hopping yeah. around your boat, and you don't want those serrated razor blades moving too close to feet and fingers, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or you know? or other stuff. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes, right. this is true. Yeah. <laughs> all right, I'm trying to keep rangey, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, I just said other stuff. That's
1: all your own perspective. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, that's too funny, man. Well, so you brought up the Hobie Bass Open. How'd you do at that, man?
1: Uh, I I did. all I mean, I did. I had a good finish. I think I was 10th or 11th.
2: Nice. But
1: uh, I should have. I would have been up in fifth. And this was like the dumbest thing I've ever done. I, I caught a 21 inch smallmouth the second day of the tournament. Took a picture of it. Put it in the net on the side of the boat looked at my picture and i was like oh there's you know the fish is all in there the tail's in there put my phone down put the fish back in the water and realized oh shit the identifier wasn't in the picture oh
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. man <laughs> i just called yeah. that too yeah i'll always get you dude yeah you know god! Oh, yeah.
1: i can't believe us, it. I, it i felt like throwing up i was so sick after <laughs> that that was like first thing in the morning
2: oh dude That's... but that was like I was...
1: the biggest fish i had of the whole tournament you know
2: yeah that's crazy man st clair produces some monster smallmouth and
1: uh oh my god that lake was phenomenal yeah yeah. (laughs) i had so much fun
2: yeah it's it you know it when it's hot man it's hot and i know um you know a couple weeks prior to the hobie event was a kbf trail event on that and you saw some monster monster smallmouth just caught i i think yeah I think the big one was, like, 22 or 23 inches that week. I mean, just, you know, you, you always hear the reference of smallmouth called footballs, but, I mean, this thing yeah. legit looked like a football. I mean. Yeah. yeah, that just All of them were like that. Just unbelievable, man. It's a healthy, healthy fishery, man. Um, yeah. I have a fisher. This disco Berserk too. I had it, like, they're jumping, like, four or five foot out of the water. Yeah. Yeah. You guys got uh big small moth like that out, out in California.
1: There's a, there's some lakes that have some big ones. Yeah. There's a, um, various has got some big ones in it.
2: They'll yeah. get
1: up to about four or five pounds. I, I think there's, there's I guarantee there's bigger ones in there, but the lakes get pressured so much that, um, they're, they're hard to catch. But, uh, yeah, there's there's a I think there's another lake called Lake Party. They get up to like six or seven pounds in there too. Oh
3: wow, man, that's a big but fish.
1: That's because they're all they're, they're trout eaters. It, it, they eat all the stock trout. Yeah, uh, that's the reason why the
3: bass pound, gets so big on here for too. Pound too. Yeah, those things
2: are those mm-hmm.
1: things
3: are a fight. <coughs> yeah, they're just mean. Yeah. <laughs> that's that crazy. they are.
2: That's nuts, man. So you know you're a big saltwater guy. Uh, you're, you're fishing saltwater um, what did you carry over from saltwater fishing to freshwater if anything I mean do you think there, uh, there's think I, I, things that play into each other there or yeah, I, like
1: I mentioned a, a minute ago uh, one of the biggest things I took over from saltwater into freshwater would probably just be always being aware of what's going on you know like a, dude, you see bait fish flickering over here, you know, the bird diving over there, wind changes or current changes, you know, there's, there's all kinds of little things. It's just, I think it's just being more aware of of what's going on around you. And it definitely plays a factor in in freshwater because there's so much dead water, you know, you can, you can spend all day on nothing, like no fish around, you know, that's, that's the biggest thing I learned from saltwater is because you spend so many days on the saltwater looking for fish that, you realize that it's the same you know there's probably like 10 percent of the water that has that has fish in it compared to the whole 90 percent so that's you know even with the kbs this last kbs event that helped just because i knew there was life in the water you could see bluegill and all kinds of stuff so i know that you know big predators are around
2: sure
3: so
2: that's cool that's,
1: i guess looking for life is, is probably one of the biggest things
3: i dig it is it there- is there any like lures that you've found that work in both?
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'll say mm-hmm. that I took my freshwater fishing into saltwater. Okay. I throw pretty much drop shot everything in saltwater.
2: Interesting.
1: With, you know, beefier, beefier setup of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, like for all yeah. the lean cod and the rockfish, I throw like an eight-inch tube, the Torah tube on a drop shot.
2: Interesting.
1: Oh. yeah yeah it's it's fun that, that was a and it, same thing catch it and all kinds of stuff on it the drop shot setup is, is a killer in the salt
3: uh i'll i'll tell you a little hint too uh just because i'm so experienced um inline spinners man yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. inline
3: spinners dude. <laughs> like i i remember once i figured out like dude i i'm not even kidding you i almost landed a 30 inch snook on a one-eighth ounce uh, rooster tail with an ultralight. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. He got off at the rocks because I didn't know, like, I wasn't able to identify it uh, at first because it was, like, it was still kind of dark, and I'm like, well, I'm somewhere I'm not normally, so I'm not about to start sticking thumbs into the fish's mouth. <laughs> so, you know, and then, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then once I realized, like, oh, it's a snook, and then, boom, he's gone. Yeah. I was like, great. So then I uh, got into a bunch more, like, later on, but, uh, I immediately went to Dick's and bought like almost all of their spinners yeah. because uh, it became terminal <laughs> tackle at one point, you know, with the salt water. So I was like, "All right, we're gonna buy yeah. a bunch of these." I started throwing one ounces on a uh, on a, uh, what's called medium heavy. I was like, "Let's do this 17 pound test. Let's go!" <laughs> you know,
1: that's
2: awesome.
3: That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I haven't I haven't thrown those too much. I need to. I guess I need to try it. Seems like everything in the it, well, but, everything in the Gulf was biting those things, man.
1: Mm-hmm. I've I a, a, a... a friend of mine.
3: Sorry. Oh no, good. no. I was gonna say I even got a puffer fish. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I like, caught him. I'm all handling him. He's like, bar, bar, bar. <laughs> He's, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Is this one of the ones that blows up and spikes you. I'm like I couldn't like. <laughs> I'm like, he <"You> feels <laughs> like you, <would> be. <laughs> you know. I'm like, I'm gonna put him back. <laughs> yeah, it's probably about that time. Uh, I know, dude. I was like, yep. you got know, an Illinois boy catching fish in the Gulf. It's like, I don't know any better. <laughs> that's crazy, man. That's
1: You know, that's how it's been for me, too. Like, whenever I get transferred to a new place, it's always learning. I have to learn how to fish, you know, for the fish that are around that area. So, I, I'm the same way. Like, I, I'd pull up on a spot, and there'd be a bunch of people looking at me like, what is this guy doing? Because, you know, I don't know.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I, don't know what,
1: I don't know how they fish for him
2: yeah but that's how you learn new things man you know you start presenting Mm -hmm. different baits that those fish normally aren't seeing man and then next thing you know you're getting bit compared to the guy that's been fishing the same thing in the same same place for like you know the past 10 years you know so that's that's cool Mm -hmm. man that's cool i dig it so well here's another thing too man because i didn't know you were part of the coast guard until uh we started talking um you got any any stories, kayak or boat related, from, you know, working the Coast Guard where, you know, maybe it could be a safety tip, uh, you know, something like that? Um, crazy story, funny story, anything special? Hmm. He's like, where do I start? I, I, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I like got
1: a lot of stuff. I work on, I work on helicopters, so I'm on, on H-65, uh, the Dolphin Helicopter. Oh wow! The helicopter mechanic, but um, for kayaks, biggest thing I would say for people in a kayak is, especially you guys out on the Great Lakes or big anybody on big bodies of water or something like that where there's not a lot of people around all the time. Yeah, is to invest money in an EPIRB. Okay.
2: Okay. Jay, yeah, th- Jay thought is, you uh, were going to say something about a PFD, but I think that's pretty yeah. obvious, but an PERB, yeah, yeah, that makes sense.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, PFD, of course, you know. Yeah. It was but, a toss yeah, between that and and
2: radio.
1: A, it, yeah, because no, I mean, the PERB, you know, they usually most of them are water-activated, so if you hit your head and fall over, you're not going to be able to talk on a radio, you know?
2: Yeah. No, that so, makes sense, man. EPIRB
1: will go off and someone can find you. Cause we, I'm telling you, we... Again, especially in Hawaii we had a lot of cases where uh the E goes off and then we get called out and we have to go fly and try to find, you know, whatever the stress is. There's one time we were just flying around looking. there's no boats around, no nothing. It just all of a sudden we just look down and we track we can track the, the signal up like within inches. Huh. So we tracked it all the way down to the actual Eperb in the water and we dropped our swimmer down and he picked it up, turned it off, and then we went home.
3: In the wow. middle of the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. That's crazy. Mhm. Yes, that sounds but like a wonderful thing to have. Yeah.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. And for anything, you know, you can use it on hikes. If you go you do a lot of hunting or anything like that, it, it's uh it's it's the most expensive thing you hope you never use.
3: Huh. Wow. Yeah, it's like uh, yeah. not to get off subject, but it was my buddy Scotty. Uh, they were um, uh, they were somewhere deep in the like deep in the mountains in the states, and like a fire happened, and they almost got trapped. Like all their stuff got burned. But I'm thinking like if they had one of those things, it might have been a little bit easier for the people to find them because they had to find their way out. Like they with no navigation, no nothing. Like in mm-hmm. in the mountains, and they had to figure out how to get out of there. I'm thinking with that thing that would have gave everybody kind of a leg up to come like you know at no, least come it'll, get tell you.
1: Right, it'll tell them right it right where yeah. they are
3: well it's interesting that's
1: a, that's i would say that's probably the biggest thing i'd, I'd recommend people get that's um
2: awesome. that's something i wouldn't think that, of man i i mean the only time uh, i see epurb is when i'm watching deadliest catch i'll be honest yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, I think
3: it's a Great Lakes requirement yeah. to have something like that. I'm not sure though. Don't I, quote me because obviously we don't fish the big water.
2: I think I know you got to have uh, a marine radio um, if you're fishing. Uh, yeah, I think that's the minimum. I, I don't think they re- anybody requires you to have any herb.
3: Hmm. Yeah, I thought there was something that like is real similar though. I don't know. Maybe some people. The other stories I've heard, like where they're actually carrying something like that, where once you hit the water, it goes off.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, in like the TFDs, you got the the water inflated TFDs are good too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't think of any other device. They're pretty much just EPERB, I think, is, is the only one that sends out that signal like that.
3: Oh, man, we thought your job was exciting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just
1: it's, uh, it's, There's some some good. I mean, there's a lot of boring times too. Yeah. So uh, like a, a lot of dumb cases. We're going out just wasting our time. Well, chasing some drug so, Yeah, I mean, I've, I've I've had some I've had some good rescues. You know, people. There was a plane crash one time. I pulled you know four people that survived that.
2: And then, wow that's crazy dude yeah was, one of them was like a one-year-old kid man that's nuts dude well i just saw something uh uh you know i work part-time at the kayak shop out here and um we have a lady that comes in um, she just got into kayak fishing uh but she's a big scuba diver and i saw you just got you guys just had some big horrific thing happened out yeah. off the coast there where a big scuba diving boat like caught on fire in the middle of the night or something right
1: yep yep yeah that was i'm actually down here right now uh, i was on on duty i wasn't actually the flight mechanic for that one but you know like we launched the, the plane out and he went out and it was just a giant it was like a 60 or 70 foot boat Jeez. that uh yeah, there people were some... sleeping downstairs and they, they were just trapped in there one of the saddest things i've ever ever seen
2: yeah just man. watching
1: the videos and everything of it yeah by the time we even got out there I, I saw the videos and it was just the whole boat was just a solid fireball mm. and It's uh
2: yeah i just I don't know
1: what happened or anything like that but just a very very sad situation
2: yeah man she had posted a uh uh, like a news clip or something on facebook and i had watched it and i think there was like something like 30 people on board or 20 people something like that mm-hmm. and it was just there was 30
1: 39 people and i think 35 of them uh, died oh wow dude yeah that's, yeah,
2: that's crazy, crazy. Yeah. A... yeah that's the sad, four dude. that
1: survived with the crew the crew was, back there. everybody was asleep and the crew just woke up and I think they were getting everything ready for the day because it was a scuba diving charter trip. So I think people paid, you know, good money to go out and they spent three days just traveling around all the islands and, and scuba dive all the best spots.
2: That's nuts. I, I think that that was,
1: different. I don't know what happened, but, <clears throat> they, you know, the crew got up and they were getting everything ready and the fire broke out and then we got a call. I guess the crew all jumped off right away.
2: Man. That's nuts, I man.
1: I think one of the quick calls is just saying that people just can't—you know, there's no way for them to get out. They're trapped inside.
2: Yeah, we're sorry
3: about that, yeah, brother. A, yeah, man. I to, yeah, it's a, sad, <laughs> it's a sad, story.
2: Yeah. Uh, that sucks. Well, some of them you just can't. Some of you just can't do anything about. Well, I killed the party. Sorry, guys. You know, yeah but, oh, no, I, I just saw it you know and, and too uh, soon man too
1: soon yeah well yeah. i you know
2: i i saw the story and you know you're in the coast guard and things like that and i knew mm-hmm. you were kind of in the area man so yeah no our our hearts and thoughts go out to those that uh, were involved in that man um that's that's yeah, not an easy them. thing uh to deal with and i'm sure that hit, that hit california pretty hard man so but yeah. uh
1: very sad families out there
2: well let's try lightening it up what's what's the funniest Coast Guard yeah. story you got <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: uh how do you guys haze each other uh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, you can tell us yeah. We're, we're, yeah we're not we're not allowed to do that anymore yeah, you can't handle that Was old trip. that
1: was old Coast Guard, yeah. 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 uh let's see so whenever you make flight mechanic um it's like it's kind of a you know it's like your top end of your job what you're striving to get sure You become a flight mechanic that's when you go out on all the rescues and everything but uh, it's a pretty long process to get into it. and then once you finally get through it you know on your last flight they don't really do this anymore but they they used to do it so as soon as you get back you know like everybody's like oh good job high five but then there's somebody waiting behind you and they just grab you and throw you on the ground <laughs> and then uh put you inside you know like a rescue device and strap you to it and fill you up with ice and you oh. die
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: the stuff that you throw in the water yeah <laughs> so you throw this stuff in the water it leaves this neon glow so you can kind of keep track of it on the night vision goggles sure and then during the day and then uh yeah, they can just fill your boots up and fill everything with that, so you're pretty much green for a whole week. <laughs> oh my god, that's great. <laughs> oh, that's
2: too funny, man.
1: But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, bucket size too. You can't go anywhere. You just gotta sit there.
3: Oh man. Yeah, I think it's worth mentioning too, because I don't think a lot of people know this that the Coast Guard is actually the fifth branch of the armed services. Right. Yep.
1: Yep. Yeah. We work under the. We don't work under the DOD. We work under uh, Homeland Security but yeah we're a a branch of the military
2: that's awesome man well i mean first and foremost man thank you for your service and you know keeping everybody safe when they're on the water
1: my pleasure
2: no it's awesome man it's awesome my hat's off to you guys man um got to got to
1: do some cool stuff see some cool stuff and go to cool places i bet i don't
2: regret it one bit that's awesome dude It's awesome well, what let's, uh, you know, what do you got uh, coming up for the rest of the fishing season, man, uh, both big boat and kayak fishing?
1: So the next one I have is the FLW Delta, which is in about two weeks. Okay. I'll be get, getting back and then uh, took a week off for that to pre-fish for it. And I have a, a friend of mine that he fishes the, the boater side, and he, he always wants me to come fish with him. So Very cool. Yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be fun. That was a, I ended up winning that event last year, so hoping this this win just keeps things going and I can do it again.
2: Heck yeah, man! Yeah, I know yeah. we got uh, we got another Delta guy coming on uh, next week as well on our uh, bass fishing for noobs segment. Uh, our man uh, Ryan Milford is going to be talking to Obity so okay cool yeah yeah Obadi. yeah, yeah obadi's yeah. a cool cat he's a, man. He's, a he, he's a character He's
1: gonna
2: have a good show oh yeah 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 he <laughs> uh well i first heard him on uh the yak tactics podcast man and he's got a pretty incredible story dude like where he came from and then you know what he's achieved and all that stuff and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely a character. I know he runs with Greg and all those guys that that dark horse crew out there on the West Coast. And uh, man, those yep. guys! If I ever come to California, those are the guys I want to hang out with. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know you'll have a you'll have a belly ache in the morning from all the laughs and the good times. Oh yeah, I know.
1: Laughing with Laugh that and batting, drinking. I don't know if you guys drink or not,
2: but. <laughs> they will
1: uh they'll throw a party
2: yeah i'm not i'm not a huge drinker man but uh if i ever came out there and i got a chance to hang out with those guys i have a feeling i would be drinking <laughs> i don't i don't always
3: drink what i do with the dark horse crew yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: yeah
1: yeah I, was, I, I spent uh one of the nights before the clear lake tournament over there hanging out with all of them nice and uh, i was supposed to preach the next morning i didn't even get out i was hurting i was hurting pretty bad
3: yeah oh man
1: that's
2: funny man that's funny
1: a bunch of cool dudes real real down to earth people
2: yeah man i i mean it seems like that whole i mean that's a thing i i think california right now it's either california or like that southeast section of the country like alabama georgia tennessee Uh, Area Like, that's the two biggest kayak fishing communities right now, I think, in my eyes. And, I mean, California, Mm -hmm. I mean, on a typical Yakabass tournament, you guys got well over 100 anglers every time, right? Sometimes 150? Yep, yep. Yep,
1: pretty much every time. Yeah, that's awesome. I think
2: the the biggest one we had was uh, a
1: Yakabass Berryessa tournament, and that one was like 150-something, almost 160, I think.
2: Damn. That's crazy, man.
3: Yeah.
1: That's crazy. Yeah.
3: But the payout's gotta be nuts.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was all shotgun start too. That wasn't like open launch. Oh <laughs> <So>. man. <laughs> it's just bumper boats all taking off. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> a it's, of those. It's fun.
1: Yeah, Yakabas doesn't <laughs> they don't do uh they don't do open launch. It's all everybody goes from the same spot. That's I like that.
2: That's crazy, man. That's crazy. That would be some yeah, good it, drone footage right there, man. Just oh, 150 160 yeah. yeah,
1: there's, 160 just, there's some points. out there. There's definitely some out there of it. But... That's nuts, dude. That's
2: nuts.
3: It was <laughs> like spikes on this yeah, side. That
1: was, <laughs> was a funny that.
2: I'd be one of those guys that are like, yeah, go ahead. I'll wait till you guys are out of my way. Yeah.
3: <laughs> What's the just, fun of that? <laughs> well, you can be like the one guy that turns around and just fishes right by the dock. Yeah. Because there's always that guy and he catches all the biggest fish.
2: Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> you know? yeah. Where'd you it's
3: fish? Like, right in front yeah. of the launch. Yeah, dude, I, like got, I went yeah. to my car and got lunch and, uh, you know, <laughs> I like hit, hit the bathroom, you know, got some more water. <laughs> oh that's crazy man that's crazy that's how this, this
1: last clear lake event was i, I the spot i fished it was like i, I was fishing uh, 50 yards from my my van the whole time see
0: <laughs> that's nice yeah, like yeah
1: middle of the day i just went back and you know went, yeah. had a drink
2: that's the dog out that's awesome, <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. He's, you brought a dog with <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> well he was fishing right yep. there man he no, had his eyes He's on like, him the whole time you
3: know <laughs> i want to know did you have a
2: look well, at
1: <laughs> yeah i got a i got a, a sprinter van like a, a sprinter van that i built up
3: oh like a guess,
1: yeah yeah like a big yeah big big per- so you know i've got fans in there and everything else so it's it's cooler in there than it is anywhere else
2: that's awesome yeah Yeah, that's right up mine and jay's alley man we we've been talking about doing something like that for a while and uh you know we built i would
1: suggest that it's awesome
2: yeah we built out a little trailer that we'll pull sometimes but uh uh like an old utility trailer and uh you know jay and i have been talking about the van thing because it's just way more economical i think but Oh yeah. Mhm. Yeah, that's especially cool. for tournaments. I, I built out the inside
1: around my kayak, so that's I got a, awesome. You know, like a, a deck. I got a deck system in there. I got two big drawers that pull out with all my tackle, and then uh, everything's all wood like wood flooring, wood walls, wood ceiling, and uh, I built a, a frame that goes for the bed, and it goes you know lifts up, and I can slide my my Hobie inside there and have it inside with me i don't have to keep it outside
3: oh that's smart
1: uh, yeah but just yeah, just pull up to where I'm going a fish for the tournament sleep there and then wake up and pull pull the kayak out and fish
3: yeah because you know, i know the security aspect is so big you just don't want to be like you know if you don't have to have that kayak outside it's always great yeah oh yeah yeah you don't have
1: to worry. It's, you can sleep easier you know
3: yeah oh yeah for sure yeah yeah i remember we stayed in a hotel once and uh yeah, you know, my buddy paid, and uh, he kept looking out the window because we were like in town. It was like this little town. It was a downtown area. There's a bar where everybody He kept going. There's like two bars, and everybody was kind of going in between there. And he finally just goes, "Man, I'm gonna go sleep in the van." Hey, and I was like, "Dude, we got rooms. Like, we can see the we can see the X." He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "I'm just gonna. I'd feel much better if I was down there sleeping with it." You know, and then he goes down and does it in the morning. He's like, dude, everyone was touching your kayak. It wasn't even mine. Now I was just like, oh, great. Thanks for telling me that. Oh, <laughs> yeah.
2: <clears throat> That's crazy, dude. No, it's
3: a, I, I would
1: suggest doing it, man. It's fun. It, uh, it's just uh, the, the fact that you can just pull over on the side of the road, man. You know, you're doing a road trip. Like I fished the national championship in Louisiana and drove all the way there. And, you know, whenever you want to stop and take a break, you just pull over and
3: Leave for a couple hours and then keep going man if you really think about it those things really don't take up that much room either yeah you know once the seat's down and everything you can i mean that's just a little i mean i don't know it's like maybe maybe 20 inches high that maybe be even too high you know at 40 inches wide or so that's not too bad the kayak <clears throat> yeah i mean like if you build around it yeah. so where it's not impeding oh yeah the, yeah the living space
1: the biggest thing is the the length that that, that uh, yeah. takes up a lot. Because I bought the, the bigger one seventy Sprinter van, because it it's like fourteen foot from the back doors to the back of the passenger seat.
3: Oh, it's perfect. Okay.
1: Yeah. So so I got a twelve. So I got the PA twelve, and that's what I get a little bit of room to get around. Gotcha. Nice.
2: Hmm. Interesting. It's
1: cool though. It's it, it's uh I love it. That's it was probably the best investment I ever made.
2: You got any pictures of this thing online?
1: Uh, I think there's a few on on Facebook. I can I can
2: send some. <clears throat> no, that's cool. We'll check it out, man. We'll check it out. Yeah. this
3: I was gonna say this might even be a good um, like another like podcast segment or you know another episode yeah. just talking to guys. Maybe we'll have you back on. Would you like? Would you be okay with that? Yeah, I'm a Good time, man. <laughs> yeah, because a, a lot of us got, uh, like, different sleeping options. Yeah. Um, even even uh-huh. me, I've got a rooftop tent on top of my uh, kayak trailer uh, that I started using this year because, you know, I'm trying to answer the issue. Because I, I drive around with a truck. Yeah. I was going to do the uh-huh. van. Like, you know, I was going to do the Econoline van and whatever. And somebody, like, brilliantly said, why would you buy another vehicle that you can't trust but you have a perfectly good working truck? I'm like, <laughs> you bring up a good point. Hmm, like, I can depend I on the yeah. truck. I wonder, yeah, yeah, like, I wonder who said that. Yeah, thanks for killing my buzz, man.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah, I know. I
2: wonder who said that. Yeah, I don't know who it was either, <laughs> but
3: He's a real jerk.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm nice most the car- of the time.
3: <laughs> the the, car- the, uh, the cameraman is, like, definitely... The ultimate answer, especially. I mean, I've watched so many of the videos. I know, like, everything you can do with those things and the different kinds that there are mm-hmm. uh, out there. And, you know, as I would feel more comfortable with the Sprinter event, too. But I think that would be, like, another cool episode we could do. Just bring a bunch yeah, of guys dude. back and talk about our living quarters for tournaments and, yeah. you know, even just for travel or whatever. Yeah, man.
2: I dig yeah. it. Well,
3: I
1: would definitely be down to be back on for that.
3: Heck cool. yeah, dude. That. Sweet.
1: Sweet. I, I love talking about I, that. That's like my my favorite like i said my favorite purchase i've ever made But so i'm all about the van
2: no that's I mean, awesome. anybody nice. that
1: like wants to get one i'm always like dude do it do it yeah i love it yeah. yeah
3: spend the money it's cool <laughs> like you won't care mm-hmm. yeah. a plus if you end up homeless you got a diploma, place to stay yeah <laughs> you know yeah, wife kicks you, it, out.
1: You, you know always you always sleep in it
2: yeah wife yeah. kicks you yeah, out my, wow. I,
1: I put memories memory foam mattress in there everything it's like Nice. Super comfortable.
2: Heck yeah, dude. Heck yeah. That's awesome, man. Well, we're we're kind of winding down here, man. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with one more question. Um, you know, being right. that you're uh, a pretty successful angler, man, if you if there was one tip you could throw out there to some guys uh, that are going out fishing, uh, what would that be, man? Mm. God, so many. I would
1: say keep an open mind.
2: Okay, I dig
1: it. You know, I, that's you can. Everybody's got their own lures. They've all got their own stuff they like to throw. I'm not going to tell you to throw something, you know, because everybody. It's keep an open mind and have confidence in what you're doing. That's that's uh. I think that's the biggest thing I've learned. Because even this Clear Lake tournament, I uh, I would get very down. Yeah. Down on everything, I was starting to lose faith in what I was doing, and and uh, I just was like, you know what? They're here. They're gonna start biting, and eventually, I just I caught one, and then I was like, that pumped me up, and then bam, 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 then it just kept going throughout the day, and I was like, all right, it's still going, but I was ready to give up for a few, you know. So that would be, I'd say that's the biggest thing I, I've I've learned, and for I think it's a good tip for everybody. There's, I, there's a lot of people I see that get down on what they're doing and uh, lose confidence in it, and then just stop, you know, or try to change, or they run and go to a different spot.
2: Well, I'm raising my hand, yeah. and Jay's pointing at himself, so I think you, yeah. you hit the nail on the head with that one. But uh, mm-hmm. I totally agree, man. Like, you know, sometimes when you're tournament fishing, you just get so focused in on, you know, whatever it be, the money, the AOI, just doing good and coming out with a five fish limit something like that and you forget how to fish you know yep
1: yep you get spun out it's so easy to get spun out
2: and i and i
1: did i'll admit it i was really spun out because the first day of the tournament i uh i I caught a fish first thing in the morning and put it on the board uh holding it down and everything was lined up and i was bringing my my phone up to take the picture fish slapped the phone right out of my hand into the water lost my phone that was the only way I had to take pictures
3: yeah and- I know a guy like that
2: yeah <laughs> Man, I'm never gonna live this yeah, damn story there's a
1: few videos how to do a, a little DIY you know like uh, phone clip thing you can put it on a lanyard so yeah. <laughs> look, look for those on YouTube
2: trust me mine's mine's <laughs> yeah. always clipped in now every time before I even mm-hmm. step on the boat like and push offshore it's it's tethered to my PFD <laughs> yeah. Because that, that happened to me at the FLW KBF Open on Nickajack day one. Mm-hmm. Um, I just caught, like, a solid, I think it was, like, 18-something-inch fish and then just boated a 17-and-a-half, 17-and-three-quarter. I don't remember. I know it was 17-something. Took the picture and... You know me i got lazy and i had my board in my lap instead of on the bottom of my boat and you know i'm like going to type in the measurement the fish flops off the board hits the bottom of my phone and up into the yeah. air and into the water it went and that just totally <laughs> crushed my day so
1: isn't it the coolest thing though watching it fall doesn't look okay, like a nice Spoon or something you're just Dude, like damn <laughs> thing's gonna get nailed on the way down <laughs> yeah it's
2: it's like that slow motion in the movie you know when you see like something yep. happening right before like a huge explosion and that's just it you see your phone <laughs> like slowly falling in the water and you're like just kind of paused and then the explosion is when you realize well i'm screwed for the rest of the day in the tournament you know yep.
1: so yeah yeah i get it man. yeah luckily for me there's there was another another angler out there that had a camera. And he let me use his GoPro.
2: Nice. So, yeah, I was. Yeah, I mean that
1: saved my tournament. I ended up I ended up winning because of it. That's, that's just, awesome, dude. That's that a killer exactly story. goes into the point of don't don't uh don't lose don't don't lose your head.
2: Well, that's yeah. better than my story, because I had to go, like, 45 minutes back to the ramp, get a GoPro out of my truck, and then as I was getting ready to get back in my boat, the skies opened and the wind kicked up, and it was like a torrential downpour, like, 20, 30-mile-an-hour winds, and, yeah, the bite just shut off, so. Oh, no. <laughs> wa I mean, I ended up coming in with <laughs> yeah, a limit, sorry. but it wasn't the limit I wanted, you know, but, uh it was what it was course, man. Yeah. it's but you know what that's the thing like going back to what i said earlier is you know i try to learn something new from every trip on the water man and i i definitely learned something that time like i always have a gopro in the boat now <laughs> my mm-hmm. phone is always tethered so like oh, uh-huh. even if i lose my phone i got a backup plan uh good to go so no man, I, I think that's some some good insight there man, and I'm glad I'm not the only one that's lost their phone. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but... I'm not going to say this isn't it's not the first time I've done it. So
3: <laughs> Dude, I don't know how I got I obviously it for like... all these years. I yeah. really don't. Mm-hmm. Just free floating sitting in my pocket like my Dude, I've been pedaling before and that thing is like started to squeeze out of my pant pocket. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I'm and just like, get, and you
1: hear it hit the bottom of the boat, and you're like, "Oh my uh, god!"
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh dude, it's like well, one time I just like automatically like, just almost dumped it in there, just being a dip, you know, water moron. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, it was like I, it was like kind of like that, that one uh, video you see of the guy who like gets the fish and then he takes the lure out of the out of the fish's mouth with the pliers and he throws the fish in the water, or throws the, pli- the pliers in the water. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. I was did something like that. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> like, that doesn't go
0: in the water, dummy.
3: You
0: know? <laughs> One of my brighter moments. That's crazy, you know, You're, man. you're yeah.
3: thinking, man, it's a really good fish. I don't need this phone. Check this out. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but,
2: That's uh-huh. too funny, man. That's too funny. Uh-huh. Well, man, we we definitely appreciate you taking time out tonight to to chat with us and all that good stuff, man. Um, uh, real quick, yeah, man. Thanks for reaching out. Yeah, no, definitely, man. Uh, you wanna you wanna plug your social media so guys can follow you, stuff like that. If you got any, you know, sponsors or anything like that, feel free, shout them out, man.
1: Uh, I mean, you know, I don't really do the, too much of the social media thing. I just have the Facebook account, Jacob Trava. But um, yeah, and it's I think it's the same for Instagram, which I don't really even use the the Instagram thing. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know like the, that tournament, the KBF tournament, I fished all wicked weights. You know? Nice. Wicked weights, punching punching punchin weight, I punched the whole time. Nice. And uh, yeah, that was definitely uh one of the keys to to doing well, just the right amount of weight to get through the thick mats. Nice. So yeah, wicked weights. I got to thank them and and uh,
2: Sweet.
1: I used uh, my 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 HTS live to to look around. I found some some good spots, some bluegill beds, and all that. And then uh, just pretty much had it on the map the whole tournament. So I was just you know, following all my dots.
2: Heck yeah! Heck yeah, but, man! Yeah. That's awesome, dude! Right on. Well, with that being said, guys, uh, don't forget to check out the website paddle the letter N in fin got blog posts don't forget to stop by the store check out the t-shirts hoodies long sleeves all that good stuff if you guys have a question comment uh want to hear from a future guest like jacob feel free to email us at paddle the letter n and finn at gmail.com social media is at paddle and fin. uh huge shout out to our show supporters Rocktown Adventures, Loveland Canoe and Kayak, Hammered Lures, Coyote Sunglasses, Fish Mob Lure, Southern Lake ho, and TRC Covers. And our newest one, Jig Masters. Jig Masters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. As always, guys, don't forget about the Recycled Plastics Program. Take your used beat-up plastic baits from this fishing season, throw them in a little baggie drop it in an envelope, mail it to the address in the show notes. That goes to our man Eric Richards at Hammered Lures. He takes those beat-up plastics, melts them down into new baits, and donates them to Heroes on the Water. With that said, guys, until next time, tight lines and smooth paddling.